Thanks so much for joining me here on Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagonblast. Today we're coming to you from Toast City Diner. It's a new restaurant at the intersection of South and Walnut Avenues in downtown Cranford. And I'm joined by the co-owners, Amy Russo and Adam Tureen. Amy, Adam, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you for having us. Great to be here, Bernie. Amy, you're the founder of Toast. Tell us a little bit about how you got into the business. Why did you start Toast? I'm a big foodie, always have been. I'm Jersey breed, as they call it, you know, Italian and Irish, second generation. My father's side is Italian, and I spent a ton of time with them. And it was just food after food, everything revolved around meals. And I was also the youngest of six kids. So it was very important for us to like get together for Sunday dinners and things like that. And I just always loved it. My dad, as a second career, also was in the business. He was in warehousing and transportation, but he was also in diners as well as catering halls and things like that. So I was really around it from the time I would say about nine years old and seeing how hard everybody worked. I thought, oh, I'd never want to do that. But it was always really, <laughs> but it was always really fun to be around. But I, you know, especially with catering halls and diners that were 24 seven at the time, just thought, well, that's a little too crazy for somebody who would like to have a family or things like that. And so I avoided it until I was 35. And then when I was 35, I just thought, you know, it was time for me. I had I had two other careers and I had stayed at home, had a few kids, and I knew it was time for me to go back to work. And I just thought, you know what? Why not? Mm-hmm. So I took a flyer and I decided to do the brunch lunch category because I had, at the time when we opened Montclair, I had a two, four and seven year old. So I needed something that was going to hit that same like school time. Mm-hmm. hours, you know, nights and weekends just wouldn't work. So for me, it was really a lifestyle choice as well as getting back into working a career that I knew that I would love because I loved entertaining at home already. So I just thought, well, that'll be good. At least I won't have to clean up all of the mess by myself. And <laughs> my kids loved it. You know, they were super into it. Even my youngest, uh, when I say two, four and seven, they all have Ju- June and July birthdays. So they were oh. at the cusp. Mm-hmm. They were all at the cusp of three, five and eight. and they two grew up around food and entertaining in the house and things like that. So when I opened, it was great. I would take them there in the morning with me and they would finish their homework and have breakfast. And then I dropped them off at school and then I could get them after school. So it worked out great because I got to open up this amazing place and do what I wanted to do and make a living and also raise my kids at mm-hmm. the same time. With that. And I, don't get me wrong. I had help, um, <laughs> you know, but a big difference of having help after school to like bring some one-to-one activity and another to another so that I could take the other one. I knew what it had been like. I was in the fragrance marketing industry for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And that was just very hectic, lots of travel. And I just knew that I couldn't go. I loved it, but I knew I couldn't go back to it and try to raise my family. Mm-hmm. That's basically what started Toast. And I thought I knew enough people in town. I was living in Bloomfield at the time. The restaurant was in Montclair. I knew enough people, whether it be church or my kids' taekwondo or gymnastics. I said, if each one of them try it once and they kind of like it, mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> and here we are, four stores later. Wow. Adam, we heard about Amy's restaurant background. You've also had some restaurant experience in your history. Tell us a bit about that, please. I come from uh, third-generation restaurateurs, if you will. Uh, my grandfather had restaurants and delis. My father had a chain of restaurants uh, throughout New Jersey called the Diet Works. 
And I've been washing dishes since I, I, I'm, I'm as old as I can remember, or young as I can remember, six, seven years old in his restaurants, and really learning this business from from the ground up, seeing the trials and tribulations that my dad went through. I mean, the, the highs are real high in this industry, in the restaurant business, and the lows can be real, real low, because um, it's a tough business, and it, it takes a lot of fortitude and a lot of, you know, just, just good old-fashioned elbow grease and, and, and work ethic. Ironically, as Bernie, you and I were chatting, one of my father's uh, 25 restaurants that he had throughout the state was in Cranford back in the early 80s. And I, I vividly remember going there uh, in Cleveland Plaza. It's pretty funny and ironic and unique to kind of see this come full circle, uh, opening up in this, this wonderful community here in Cranford, who's just been incredibly supportive. So you had the three stores before Adam came on board as as a partner, correct? Correct. It was obvious how Montclair was the first one. How did you end up picking locations in Red Bank and Asbury Park? Asbury was next. And I would always rent a house in the summer, not for the whole summer, for literally like a week in Bradley Beach. And I had met really good friends, met and made in very short time, very good friends from my Montclair store that had a house in Asbury Park. So I happened to be down for my one week vacation in Bradley Beach with my kids. And I got a call from a friend of mine and she said, I think there's a store on Cookman Avenue in Asbury. I think you should go and check it out. It already looks like it could be a toast. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And I let, I was like on the beach drinking like sweet tea vodka on the rocks with, (laughs) it was like my small children, two of my college roommates and their small children. And I just said, Watch the kids. I'll be right back. So I took a ride over, literally in like a cover up, and I saw it from the outside. I immediately called the realtor because it really was. And at that time, I had been looking to grow. I had no intention of growing down the shore. I wanted to be in North Jersey still. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this will be great. And this is what, 2010. So we're talking 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Asbury was still on like the quieter side. Right. There was definitely some things happening already. But what I really thought was, oh, I'll have one and a half restaurants. This will be perfect. I'll have one that's seasonal and one that's full time. And that's better than jumping in right away to two, right? That are 50 miles apart. So great. Not the case. So while we are much busier and we've always been in the summer, you know, it was every bit of opening two full restaurants. So that's how I found Asbury. Um, and those friends actually still regret it because they said as soon as I opened Asbury, they never saw me again. Um, <laughs> so true. And then they sold their house in Asbury, so I really never see them. Um, and then Red Bank, Red Bank's bittersweet. So Red Bank was my dad's building. He was in the diner business, as I said earlier, and he owned it with a partner. He owned three diners with the same partner. And so when my dad passed away nine years ago, he had left me, again, youngest of six, but that particular building, knowing that I was already in the industry, he left me the half of the building. And by then, his partner and I knew that we w- I didn't want to be a 24-hour diner. He didn't want to have you know, a much younger partner at the time that does toasts. So we just made a deal, and I bought his share of it. And then it took a long time to build that one out, but that's how we wound up in Red Bank. And I'm so thrilled now. I was not thrilled then. I was not ready for a third location. And at the time, Red Bank has had its ups and downs, and it was in a bit of a down. Mm-hmm. And so we went in, and I was like, oh, I mean, we'll be okay, but I, I hope this comes back up. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you know anything about the town of Red Bank, it was booming 
in like the early 80s. And then it became what they called dead bank mm-hmm. because it got very, very quiet. And then once Pure Village and places like that opened up and Asbury was up and coming, it really had taken a little bit of business away from Red Bank. And then it came back. So, I mean, I'm there, I think it's seven or eight years because it took a while. It was a very old building and it took us a while to rebuild it. And here we are. Your latest location, the one that we're really focusing on today, Cranford, how did you find Cranford? Cranford was by chance and it was by Adams pounding the pavement. We had thought, what towns do we want to be in? What are similar towns to Montclair and Red Bank and Asbury and these like super vibrant downtowns because that's where I want to be. That's our niche. Like a lot of our competition goes to strip malls and this, that. And I'm not saying we're never going to go to them, but where I've made my most successes are in these main streets and downtowns where I can get to know the communities. So Adam was pounding the pavement and he saw that location. And it's funny because I don't even believe at the time that he first saw it and called on it. He even told me because you look at 50 to 100 restaurants before you find the right one. And I don't even believe that he told me the first time. And then out of nowhere, his daughter, who didn't work in Montclair very often, was working in Montclair on the, at the bar, which is where you answer the phone. And she answered the phone. And they said, some guy from your company was walking around inquiring. And now we think we're going to, we want to sell. Adam just had seen it and said, I don't know that this restaurant's going to make it. And it's a phenomenal corner. Mm-hmm. And again, we were looking at Westfield and I kind of feel like Westfield's like Red Bank, like Westfield itself also. And I don't know that. I don't know it as well as I know Red Bank now. But I kind of felt that same thing. I was like, Westfield's good, but maybe Cranford or maybe Garwood or, you know, maybe like the towns that are close to the more popular quote unquote towns. I raised my kids in Bloomfield because it was next to Montclair. You got all that Montclair had to offer, but it was just a little bit, you know, whether it's the property taxes are a little bit less or more funky kind of the I mean, I hate to say it, like some even like the rules and regulations and historic preservation things are a little bit more lax and they're just easier to do life in, never mind just business. That's kind of how Cranford got even into like our purview. But then Adam is the one that found it. The person who called back got his daughter. The daughter gave the guy his cell phone number immediately, which Adam was like, don't get my cell phone number out. <laughs> it, was, it was kismet, really. I mean, the way that it happened, because... Had Hannah missed that phone call and not given Adam's cell phone, it's such a beautiful corner. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to find a restaurant that size, a second generation in a beautiful downtown walking area that it would have, I think if they would have gotten to the next phone call, we would have had, you know, our share of competition. We just got really lucky that Adam kind of like surveyed it out before they were ready. And then when they were ready, they remember we were there. Adam, Amy told us you were the first to really spot Cranford for toast. Tell me what you found attractive about the town and why you felt it might be a good fit for toast. We both knew Cranford a little bit. We're kind of focused on this regional market, if you will, the Westfield, Scotch Plains, Cranford. And then when we started learning about the community and just doing old-fashioned canvassing and talking to other restaurateurs or I'm looking at the Cranford Hotel and Frank next door, we were just like, this is it. This just feels right. It's our kind of people. And we also knew that there was a, a, a missing niche in our category. You know, there's really nothing, you know, there's other similar breakfast concepts, but not really what we do. So. Look, we're not a nonprofit company, but it may sound crazy at the same time. You know, money is not the first thing we, we necessarily look at. Uh, we can make all the money in the world, but if we don't feel 
welcomed or part of the community. It's not worth it. You know, we're, we're, we're beyond that, you know, just planting a flag and saying we have a store, you know, that maybe that was Amy and I 20 or 30 years ago when it's cool to say that, but it just felt right. And we could talk about the construction process and the permitting process. I mean, I've never seen a town so supportive and just getting us through that, which can be really difficult. You know, I feel like it's the town and Karen from the downtown Cranford Association is just almost like an extension of our team. And they're not on payroll <laughs> and they pay when they come here to eat, but they've just an extension of our team. And how can we help you? What can we do? In all my years, I've never seen anything like that. And from the moment we opened the doors here, to see it firsthand and you know and, and we're not perfect you know we, we screw up an omelet and we screw up a pancake and we're striving to get better but the community has just been amazing you know we're so happy you're here how can we help you someone has an auction we're happy to donate a, a gift card we just did the superhero event just an awesome event karen in downtown they sold like eight or nine hundred tickets me and my wife personally worked the soup booth outside both days because we wanted to meet people and we wanted to be part of the community and yeah, we had great butternut squash soup and great tomato bisque, but the conversations that we had and just getting to know people and was was just great. So it just it felt right, and we know it's right after two and a half months. So hopefully that gives you a little more flavor. There, there, there was the diligence, and there was the the data and the demographics, and you know all the stuff that you have to do to, to be you know smart business people and running the numbers and make sure the location worked and and, and the rents and the leases all that. But at the end, you know, you could check off all those boxes. But then when we were able to check off that, you know, this is just the right community. It's just a phenomenal downtown that's just going, continues to to improve. That's how we ended up here. For someone who has not been to Toast, tell me about some of the things that are distinctive that they'll find here. Great question. I, it's our food. It's our food and our, our vibe. When Amy and I were talking about, you know, pulling this partnership together and I was doing my own own diligence just on the company and, you know, trying to get a peek a little bit more under the hood of the, the, the Toast brand. First of all, the equity that the Toast name has throughout Jersey is amazing with only three restaurants. Uh, what, what Amy and the team has done over the 17 years, the three restaurants. I mean, you can pull 10 people in Jersey, seven out of 10 people know it. And that, that's just a tr tremendous, tremendous equity, tremendous value. But when I was doing my diligence, you know, what do you like about Toast? What do you, do you get food and vibe like clockwork, food and vibe, vibe and food, you know, 1A, 1B. We're a very welcoming place. Anyone can feel comfortable coming in here. And our food, you know, we're still an 80% scratch kitchen. In today's industry in the restaurant world and with all the labor challenges that we have, that's difficult to execute because turnover is high in restaurants. Your team may jump for another dollar or two next door and to, to be as automated as you can is really important. But w whether we do a hundred more stores or never do another location, I don't, that that's really at the core of our philosophy is homemade from scratch food, you know, high quality. We don't buy junk. I mean, there's, there's probably two items and, and I won't name it for those listeners that are here, but that, that we do buy frozen for, you know, efficiency purposes, but you're not going to know that they're frozen. It still tastes homemade, but you know, our corned beef hash, for example, I mean, we boil our brisket for four hours. We're hand, hand chopping up the brisket for, for the hash. Our breakfast potatoes is a two day process. Could we be doing it better and more efficient and buy frozen potatoes? Absolutely. And we'd probably save time, money, and labor, but we're just so committed to the quality um, because I think it's what separates us, you know, from others in our category or, 
or another diner or what have you. So I don't, I don't think we'll get away from that. Certain tweaks here and there. But so the short answer I would say is the food and the vibe and just the community feel. And, you know, brunches, I have never been exposed other than loving to eat all day long, uh, <laughs> you know, to the breakfast and brunch category from a business standpoint. In my prior life, you know, we probably touched every category there is other than breakfast or brunch. So I didn't totally understand the economics or how the model worked or what have you, but it's just a great simple category. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, you can do all the fancy charts and all the financial analysis you want, but brunch is just like, it's just fun. It's, it's easy. It's, you know, who doesn't like pancakes with syrup? You know, it's kind of hard to screw up as an eye. We screw up, you know, we're not, again, we're not perfect, but it's somewhat recession proof. When times are tough, you know, the first thing you think about is trading down or maybe not going to, out to eat as much, or, you know, maybe I won't go out for that two, $300 steak dinner with my significant other or another couple or what have you, but I can come to brunch with a family of four, spend a hundred bucks, eat like a king and queen, you know, come in flip flops if I want, or come in a nice cardigan sweat, like whatever you want. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's just a good fun category. And I think, you know, Amy really embodies that. I mean, she is you know, the toast queen, the brunch, brunch queen, if you will. Well, Amy, Adam, thank you so much for being my guests on Cranford Radio. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Bernie. It was a pleasure and really appreciate you taking the time coming out here. Hopefully we see you soon and you can have some of our great food.